this recording. Oh, okay. So we want to talk about. Um. Okay. So we can talk about what happened at the White House. Okay. Um. We can talk about <clears throat> systemic race. The the difference in the response. Um. We can talk about the difference in outrage because I feel like there are not as many people that are outraged about what ha- actually happened mm-hmm. and the implications of what happened around the world because everybody's thinking about it. This is an attack on democracy. This is an attack on the Constitution. But how are others, like, from the outside looking in, like, what they're actually seeing? Like, mm-hmm. America that's so about, like, oh, we are the blueprint. We are mm-hmm. the... We are the the goal that everyone's trying to reach and everything. Mm -hmm. But yet again, you are the ones that, you know, Mm -hmm. they've stormed the Capitol, just like how during the um, Russian revolution, like, you know, Mm -hmm. with the Romanovs and everything, like they stormed the Capitol. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, how are you guys the, how are Americans? I don't want to say you guys, because I'm also a citizen. How are Americans? But you also have like another viewpoint because from being, an immigrant, so absolutely. In your view, in America, when you got here, so absolutely. that is also important, right? So it's like, how how are they different now? Like, how can you be? How can they be righteous, or mm-hmm. how can they be um, pious when um, you know, like you? There's no with the hypocrisy of it all. Like you, mm-hmm. uh, Americans, are. Um, exactly what they're telling those others not to do but then you guys are doing it exactly so how how can you have a leg to stand on facing the world Mm -hmm. knowing what's going on in your background exactly so those are the stuff we're going to talk about today (laughs) after these commercial breaks it's a lot (laughs) (laughs) we're breaking down i promise you know have our opinions and everything (laughs) right right we're here today let's get started okay Okay. There we go. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> okay. Listen. Take it away, Raymond. <laughs> so yesterday, January 6, mm-hmm. 2021, the start of the new year, mm-hmm. you had basically white supremacists come into the capital, the D.C., mm-hmm. to have this rally to protest the results of the election. Mm-hmm. But what ensued literally was a coup coup when these same people literally bum rushed their way into the capitol building breaking windows getting into offices like nancy pelosi's and just others running amok mm-hmm. and what's really um what's really surprising what people are really talking about is the response from law enforcement in terms of how they view Okay. Well, I mean, in, 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 in terms of, why not just in terms of how they were allowed, you know, the leeway mm-hmm. that they were given, you yes. know, for them to even enter the building in the first place, for, mm-hmm. for them to even be on the steps. Like, yeah. you know, because if you look at it before, during the Black Lives Matter movement over the summer, mm-hmm. you had the National yeah, Guard. Right they, in the Lincoln Memorial. Absolutely. And they were Lincoln on the Guard. steps. Like, no one else, you, like, they were on the steps in gear, in, like, full gear, mm-hmm. 
and everything. And then you have these people where the barricades were being opened for them. Mm-hmm. They entered, they went up those steps. Not only that, they entered mm-hmm. the building. They even went into some offices. They did some vandalisms in mm-hmm. offices and shred some papers. So it's like that. Those might be, uh, um, 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 you know, sensitive information yeah, exactly, and yeah. things like that. They urinated on the carpet. You know, they went on the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, they sat on the chairs. They went on Nancy Pelosi's office and took pictures. Mm-hmm. And they did. They were throwing some things out. So they they had all this. And the thing that um is so baffling is knowing all of this and seeing all of this. Mm-hmm. They were still allowed to walk out, and most of them, oh, like um, they arrested fifty two of them. Yeah. 47 of them were arrested for curfew violation. Not so they were there for hours. Mm. So these national guards like they were there for hours before they even called up the national guard. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference why that time anything could have happened? Mm-hmm. And I think about it because my mom who is works in healthcare, she works close to there. Like she requested to go to leave earlier because she knew the chaos that was coming in because it was happening for hours. They were seeing it outside. So she said she had to go home because she lives in Virginia, in Alexandria. Mm -hmm. So she was given permission to leave early. She did not get home until after four, almost five o'clock. Like that's Mm -hmm. how chaotic it was. And and she left around 2.30. She's usually supposed to get up at 3.30. And... It's so crazy about January 6th because it's the same thing that happened in my country. Mm. The chaos happened in January 6th when they came to burn our house down. Mm. And everything. So just something about the day. And that was what was so significant because my mom, on her way home, like she called me. And you hear the, I hear the sirens on the phone and everything. I hear the sirens going off. I hear people, you know, like moving her car. Mm-hmm. Like not getting out of her way, and this is DC. DC is crazy. If you're not from DC, like you know, like yeah. it's one minute a street can be closed one way, and then you can't use that road. Like if you're not from there, like you can get stuck there exactly. and everything. So she was trying to navigate her GPS to just get her to the highway mm-hmm. and everything. It's like people were, you know, and everything. And so then she, um, so she was trying to yell at them. I'm like, Mom, be careful because um, <laughs> yeah. your accent is so. <laughs> better for you to be african-american than you are african because i think mm. it's better that they think you're african-american than if they mm. smell foreigner on you because they will tell you to go back home <laughs> okay mm. so tone it down just uh, keep your mouth just, keep you, going. just think about it too like you were saying just okay dc is one of the most i would say probably the most police state in the Absolutely. country city in the country and just able to just go through it and again a lot of this had to do with Again, the law enforcement, them not really enforcing, honestly, them being complicit in a lot of ways. You had, you had law enforcement people taking pictures with them. And even I read an article once, they interviewed, I think, one of the Capitol officers. And the way he was just saying, when asked, like, how come you didn't do anything? He was just very passive and like, okay, you know, basically telling them, oh, just to calm down and just, like, leave. And just let them do what they got to do and then leave. But it's just like... They're literally going into like federal buildings again. Not even something we Why can really do. Why exactly. they're in Why there? Why they're in there? And just ramp, ramp, like just a rampage, like going through the place and just running amok. Absolutely. So it's just really, I. It's not. I don't want to say. It's just sad. 
Oh, it, I mean, it is. It, I mean, it's just. I'm just lost for words at this point because I feel it, like every time it's always something. And it's like I don't know what else to say at this point because it's just like we've seen this happen. I mean, we also see it too. Like they always say, and I was talking this with my dad today, and I'm just saying, they always say, "I'm glad this is happening because it'll show people this and that." But what are you going to do? I think that's what matters more. It's not like okay, we see it happening, but what is their response going to be? Because I'm looking at it, I just, in terms of new administration coming in, I think they just have to get the ball rolling in order, like, they can't just sit back and just, like, think, oh, we can just, you know, do how it was and just go back to normal. No, you need to, under, there's a lot of, yeah, social unrest going on, economic unrest, like, all this stuff is combining into this, what happened and just everything else, and... I'm just what I'm more. I'm kind of less interested in the rhetorical statements and more interested in what they're planning to do. Right, and actually, I think this one is uh, it highlights the ignorance of the American people, the American public. Mm-hmm. Actually, the ignorance of the media and their <clears throat> their buffoonery buffoonery way. Because mm-hmm. see, they constantly underestimate Donald Trump like he's someone that's stupid. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump did not get to where he is being stupid. He can be rich, he can be spoiled, he can be whatever it is, but at the same time, there are lots of rich, spoiled people exactly. that people don't know, that are not well known. Like, mm-hmm. he did not sustain his um, his, his, his um, appearance, sustain his, his, um, his fame by being stupid. Mm-hmm. This is a well-orchestrated like plan. Mm-hmm. It's, it was not coincidence. It mm-hmm. was not a coincidence that the National Guard were not there. Mm-hmm. They were somewhere else. Yeah. It was not a coincidence that it took so long for them to even put the call in to the National Guard. And who does that? The President of the United States. It was not a coincidence that they organized a rally on that same day that it was being voted. And every that they were going to... Mm-hmm. Um, they were going to... Uh, 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 validate the election. It was not. It was not a coincidence that they had a, a rally that morning before that. And also, look at the verbiage. Look at what they were saying. Look at the people that they invited to the rally. It was this thing was planned. It was orchestrated. Mm-hmm. They did it on social media. They were not hiding it. It was not a secret. It was not a surprise. But people were so ignorant and they had their heads up their ass so much that they keep thinking Donald Trump is so stupid that there's mm-hmm. no way he can. He, this man has been showing people over mm-hmm. and over again that he's not crazy. He's not crazy. We are the crazy ones for mm-hmm. giving him that leeway, for giving him so much, for giving him so much credit that he doesn't know what he's doing, that all these things is just happenstance and mm-hmm. not thought out. He wanted a coup to happen. He asked my uh, um uh, uh uh he asked my pins to do that he asked them and my pins did not go along with him so he started his attack earlier in the morning on my pins because that was always the plan there were even some republicans in that house in that community that were voting that were already contesting it because mm-hmm. that was always the plan. It's not a plan. It's, mm-hmm. it's not a coincidence that there were not enough police officers there. Mm-hmm. There were not. Why? You left them. It's the same thing as Pearl Harbor. They left them defenseless. 
The same thing at Pearl Harbor. Just like what happened the day before in Pearl Harbor. They deployed the fighter jets Mm -hmm. before the bombing happened. They deployed the fighter jets so they were left defenseless. And then the bombing happened. They couldn't fight back. That's what... they, They left them as a lame duck. That's what it was. They knew exactly where to go. And it's like the police were be- were told to not be ag- aggressive mm-hmm. because there's no way that police that are usually being taught to if someone is coming at you and you're fearing for your life because that's what they like to say i fear for my life that's why i deployed my weapon and shot and mm-hmm. shoot someone fatally and kill them that that's that's the verbiage that they use. That's the thing that they use. I fear for my life. Yes. There is no more fear for your life than someone coming and beating your mm-hmm. fellow police officer and you're right there and you don't do anything about it. So that mm-hmm. means there was an order that was given to them to stand out. Notice, even that, that black police officer that was running and everything that they were chasing up the stairs, he was running. What did he have in his hand? He did not have a gun in his hand. He had that, that baton thing. That, that that That's what he had in his hand. Why didn't... Ha- why did he not pull out his weapon? If he was that afraid mm-hmm. that he was running. Because I felt like they were given orders mm-hmm. to stand out, to show some restraint. So with all of this, let's it be known that police can show restraint. They know how to they know they know how to be disciplined and mm-hmm. not respond first with shooting. Okay? Like they can follow orders if they're given orders not to. Mm-hmm. So why do Police princes not not tell police officers that, especially when they're arresting black people or when they're going mm-hmm. or even in traffic stop. Why don't they have more restraint and everything? Right? If they're free, and also it tells you how organized it was. Mm-hmm. There were even some barricades being open for them. Oh, just let them come in. Mm-hmm. How organized it was. How planned out it was. That's the scary part. And Donald Trump was nowhere there. He went the opposite way. The man is not stupid. It's time for people to get their head out of their asses and mm-hmm. realize this man is not stupid. Mm-hmm. He's making a fool out of everyone that is not giving him the credit he deserves. And you know, narcissists will do anything in order to make their ego feel good or defeat their ego and that's what trump is and uh i just had a thought and i forgot (laughs) yeah it's it it, it, it's it's it's, it's crazy it is crazy and Um, and you know and seeing this um the 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 view that it's given the that the outside world is looking like my country. I'm from Sierra Leone. Um, my I grew up. I was born and raised in the war, and everything. And this is something that you would um, associate with happen that would happen mm-hmm. uh, um, in a third world country. Mm-hmm. They call my country a third world country. This is what you would talk about in the corrupt government, or this is what you would talk about in a civil war, or they call it a civil war. This is what you mm-hmm. talk about. You know, this is what would happen when there's corruption, when there is no um, tangible, you know, thing or rule of law. This is what mm-hmm. you would see. This is what you would go to developing countries and tell them they need to be organized. This is when United States would normally intervene 
and yeah. say, oh, you need to treat your people better or you need to have a better, you know, uh, 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 a better rule of law. You need to have a better plan. This is when they would usually mm-hmm. come in. So who comes in? Who checks the United States? No one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's like, that's what you make a good point because just like, if anyone is still believing in American exceptionalism at this point, especially Americans, or even, again, some foreigners who believe America, uni- the United States, I mean, see, the United States is this, this beacon of hope and just this perfect country. It's just, I mean, that facade is broken. So I'm. It's just like I'm sorry. This is actually I'm, okay. This is yeah. a mock one, but sorry. It, it, I'm just, it, no, it's fine. <laughs> it, it is a lot. It is. It is baffling, especially. Yeah. Um, I feel like it is so sad for the American people. People, the actual Americans. I mean, you know, people that were born and raised here that have not mm-hmm. seen a um outside yeah. world or have that have not seen mm-hmm. um have not removed themselves to yeah. look at America. Um from an outside perspective or see it from, you know, a different vantage point, a different view. Because I would say even for me, like, it's messed up. I can say I'm not surprised just because of how America is, how it's built, but just to even see that happen, to me, it's just like, wow, that's just still kind of like, damn. And the most, like, this is like, these are federal buildings. And Mm -hmm. this is just like, and we all know how hard it is to even enter. Absolutely. So it's just like, that was able to happen right there. And to go with weapons they they had. Like, Like, I mean. (sighs) And it goes, the other thing that's so baffling. My name is Fatmata Ali Kamara. That is as Muslim as it gets. My middle yeah. name is Ali. Okay. My yeah. dad's name is Ali. My brother's name is Abdul. My other brother's name is Ibrahim. And the other one is Muhammad. And I have one as Reba. And my mother's name is Hawa, which means Eve in Arabic. Okay. Every time I'm on the phone talking to one of them or talking to anybody that's also sounds, that also has an Arabic name, my, mm-hmm. my boyfriend's name, well, my ex-boyfriend, <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> uh, his name is Tariq. Jubair, that's a um, Arabic name. Mm. I always hear a click on the phone. I always hear a click on the phone. The other time, I was on the phone with my mom, and we both heard ringing on the phone, a phone ringing, and my mom was like, oh, F, it's okay, go ahead, pick up the phone. I'm like, mom, that's not on my side, that's on your side. Mom, pick up the phone. And then my mom is like, F, I'm not anywhere, I'm on my cell phone, there's no phone. Obviously, someone was listening in, and it was on another line. So if they're listening and they have all these things and every little steps that I do, and I have to make sure every little thing that I search on the internet, okay, mm-hmm. is not crazy on how to make a bomb or how to you know fly yeah. a plane and everything. And because I know I'm being watched, what about all those domestic terrorists? Is it only with someone that have Arabic names that they're so closely following? Because these people. Yes that organized this thing, Mm -hmm. they were not even hiding it. Like, they were so bold, it was there. Mm -hmm. How could they not see it? There's also, so you you mentioned that, yeah. Even in that crowd, there was, like, also called out a, it was an elected official in West Virginia who was in the crowd. Right. Caught on camera. Um, so again, and a lot of veterans. And that's the thing. I feel like a lot of these people are in positions that hold some type of power or just respected positions. Like, I mean, they're white anyway. It's like they can blend in. It's not. 
again, like it is if it's like a Muslim or a black person or whatever, if you're not, if you're non-black, sorry, if you're non-white and <laughs> if you're non-white, then basically you're, they're going to look at you, scrutinize you, scrutinize you more than a white person. I think, I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, it's complicated, but something just simple. It's just like, it's, the rules are not fair. Right. And that's just... I don't want to say that's just what it is, but it honestly is. That is just what it is. And the more you admit it, the more you come to grips of how, you know, this country, uh, some others operate, how this country operates, then you wouldn't be so shocked. And that's what always bothers me about the media. And I always come back to the media because this is how a lot of us get our information, but that we get it through the media. So when they are on TV saying, oh, this is not the America I know, or or you know how can this happen (laughs) it's just like (laughs) that that type of complicity like that like willful ignorance is just as harmful as like terrorist acts or just aggressive acts like they're doing Mm -hmm. it's like you're undermining the problem which is why i have a problem with people who like to play both sides it doesn't like it's scary and those are ones you have to honestly look at even more because it's like they're going to be usually at a benefit of the people that are going to do the most harm Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that, yeah, I know, but yeah, yeah and I like, like I don't like those people. Yeah, I know, but and the th- and the thing is, the reason why I feel like because they have a lot of people, they know people like this, they have people in their family, friends. So it's like, like even you know, liberal whatever left wing ones who say this, some of them aren't even like have they don't like they don't they, God, they don't like really even call out. Because they know people themselves are like this, like family members. And mm-hmm. it's just like, that's hard for some of them to wrap their heads around. Mm-hmm. You know, because they, they want to see the good in them. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you also have to call this shit out. Oh, of course you do. And the crazy thing is, maybe it's because, like I said, um, I grew up in a war yeah. and everything. And it's so crazy because it's like, okay, someone that you never expected mm-hmm. um like a next door neighbor of mine or my grandmother was you know like babysitting you know someone that i grew up with that my grandmother used to babysit and everything mm-hmm. that same boy that same boy right went up to my grandmother and shut her eye out that same boy went up to my grandmother and shut her out would you say i never expected it like yeah. would you say oh he was such a good boy well not anymore that boy has a mind. That boy, mm-hmm. you need to give that boy the credit that 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 boy made a decision yeah. and everything. And there comes a point in time where it's for your well-being, for your sanity, and for the good of humanity mm-hmm. to see people for who they are, not for what you think they are or how you want to see them mm-hmm. and everything. So it's like, yes, or it happens. Look at even the Menendez brothers. You would not like... They killed their parents mm-hmm. and then went to a basketball game. Yeah. Like, they did. And so, they killed their parents. You would be like, oh, no. You know, they grew up nice. Their family, their parents are nice. But those people are still capable of turning. But the thing is, I feel like here, especially, it's about the desirability, how someone looks. Like, you like you can... Like, look at Ted Bundy. Like, yeah. this dude, again, killed he still gets and raped women. Yeah, and like, he, yeah, he got... <laughs> women letters. love them. Yeah, so it's just like a lot of this just has to do again desirability, who you look like, which you know, what you and again, I mean, that's what is, I mean, also which gears boils down to as well, which goes to words, the media, and their perception. Because, see, when this happens, see, they always like they associate terrorists, Mm -hmm. uh, a a, a terrorist, right, with 
someone that's a foreigner or someone that says Allah Akbar. It does not even matter if they even say it in the right dialect, if they even say it right. All they have to do is say Allah Akbar. Anybody can say Allah Akbar and claim anything. ISIS can come and claim anything. ISIS could have even claimed this thing. And then they would have said, it was a, it was a terrorist attack, okay? I mean, they could have done that, right? And so... And then it's like the verbiage that they will use. They will uh-huh. use thugs. They would use, you know, like the, the, this hooligans, the, the, yeah. these gangsters, the, you know. They will use these things like mm-hmm. that, right? Oh, the ghetto, or they're trying to make it hood, you know, like, uh, like the violence. They're trying, but this one is like domestic terrorism. Yeah, it's like they, they, they put a domestic, domestic terrorism <laughs> and everything. Like yeah. they fancy it up the word, or then they say, oh no, this is Antifa. This is. They, they beautify it. They purify yeah. it. Like Antifa. Antifa sounds like a good word if you didn't know what it was. Well, like, I mean, Antifa, Antifa itself isn't even bad. It's exactly. just anti-fascist. So. Right, right. But it's, you see, they make it. But they're, they, yeah. Yeah, Antifa or domestic terrorism. It's, it's so, you, you, you don't call it what it is. And they don't say that word often. That domestic terrorism. They really not. don't. They really don't. And, but I bet you it'd be like, it was a terrorist attack. It would have been the, the FBI would have come out and said something. No one is saying. And so. again, remember this was like a week ago or two weeks ago. There was that terrorist attack in Nashville. That white guy blew up was a good portion of downtown Nashville, uh-huh, and we haven't really uh-huh. heard much of it since. Uh-huh. And when you go back to what you're talking about these words like terrorists, and honestly, like I'm gonna be honest, like even trying to like unlearn, like. It's hard to... I'm trying to unlearn a lot of it, but it's really hard when... Especially when it's, like, geared into your head. Okay. So, consciously or not, like, you just think certain things. Like, even when you talk about terrorists, or even, like, words like hood, mm-hmm. urban. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's so hard. Not, like, you want... It's hard to... You have to unlearn it, but it's so hard because it's so ingrained whether you see it, whether you believe it or not. It's so ingrained. Even the most woke people. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Like, that's the thing. So... It's it's a process. No, or it's, it's like, a, or what did Megan McCain say? The bastards. Okay, so you're so actually bastards mean someone that doesn't have a father yeah. uh, or have a father figure in their life. So what do you associate that with? <laughs> African Americans. Lots yeah. of people do that. Oh, it's like you use bastards. Oh, that's the that's the bad word. That's the yeah. negative. So it's like, oh no, they have fathers. There are some fathers there. There are some people. It's like that had two parents household. Like mm. oh, they they they. they I'm very, I'm very conscientious about word selection, mm-hmm. you know, and everything, and and uh, like what you're conveying and what you're perpetuating and everything like that. Like you're, you're still removing yourself. You said this is not patriotic. No, they're telling you they're being patriotic. Mm-hmm. This is what you want. You want America to be great again. You want America to be great again. What was, what was America like in the fifties? Was it not like this? What was America like in the 40s? Was it not like this? Was it not angry white people saying what else do black people want? Mm-hmm. Was it not that? What Was it not them saying, we already gave you freedom. What else do you need? Was it not that? Mm-hmm. We already gave you separate but equal. What else do you need? Was it not that? Mm-hmm. This is what they want. This is the greatness that they want to talk about. The greatness that they really want is that freedom for them to do whatever it is that they want to do. Mm -hmm. Because they have a right. They feel like they have that divine right. This is their land. This is what they created. And everything. This is is them. America was not created on the backs of... See, and I was actually thinking about this the other day. I was having a conversation with someone. And I'm going to deviate a little bit. Um, You know how... There's so many different terminologies 
and um, um, there's so many different terminologies and and um, um, for describing minorities there's so many different um, names you know just to separate minorities because to be completely honest if you add up all the minorities they're bigger than the Caucasian Mm -hmm. uh, um, race right so it's like you have Asian Americans, you have Black Americans, you have Africans, you have Spanish Americans, you have the you know, the islands, right? There's no terminology to de- separate the Russians. Mm-hmm. There's no terminology the Slovakians. There's a they're there here. <laughs> it's like there's no because their accents are deep too. Okay, mm-hmm. like the the Bolivians, the Belarus, you know, people that are from there. Because I've met some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, right at my work, there's no terminology to say they're all under Caucasian mm-hmm. and everything. So it's like when you think about Caucasian, you just think, oh, the white aspect, and then oh, even now they're accepting the Italians and you know well, and so, everything. Sorry to cut you off. So mm-hmm. is that also like in Europe? Do they don't they distinguish like? I mean that yeah, because that, that, they I guess they have no choice, but like they distinguish like. Again, this would be ignorant. I'm just talking. So, would they dis- um, distinguish like a Western European versus Eastern European stuff like that? Isn't there like kind of like? Yeah, it, it happens. It's all around and everything because that's that's even what Brexit is. You know, Brexit yeah. is the, the British. You know, separating because yeah. they feel like they're they're carrying the weight of yeah. of, the, of the EU. Like yeah. it's all falling on them, and so then they're essentially being the they actually Brexit happened before Donald Trump happened. It did, and does Boris not look like Donald Trump? Do they not look alike? They do. <laughs> do they not? <laughs> and I tell my dad this, like, I mean, I get it how some, like, even in, like, let's say Britain, like, honestly, that's what we're closest related to, if you really think about it, just in terms of history and just, especially political <laughs> history and how British. it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you think about it, and you really also think about it, yeah. I was talking to this friend, like, you have to blame a lot of this stuff on Britain. Oh. Like, they're the ones who colonize here, because a lot of other countries, India, just uh, tons of other places. Britain, France, the Dutch, uh-huh. Spain. It is Spain. I think uh-huh. those are the top. I would say the top. Even Portugal. Oh, like Portugal. Portugal the top, those are the top five. I feel like main countries that really fucked the world up. They you, did. Really? It's just like, did. really think about it more so than anything, you know? And then look at it. It's this country with badass weather. <laughs> like, <laughs> trust me, you don't see Jamaicans trying to be like, oh, I want to go to to England. <laughs> it's like, where it rains all the time and there's no sun. Uh, no, I am not leaving paradise to go to another land. <laughs> like, you don't see that. Or people from warm weather, like nice weather, atmosphere, the yeah. beach, the waves. Like, you know, it, no one wants to be in England. That's why they have sports to, they, they literally have a sport where they have a roll of cheese a big mm-hmm. old roll of cheese at the top of the hill, a dirty ass hill. They roll the cheese down, and people literally run to catch the cheese. <laughs> and yeah, at the so... bottom, they're like ambulances. That's how boring the island just... is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it's gonna walk back. So, what honestly, what do we do from here? Because it's like we have the conversation. What has to happen? Because that's, I feel like yeah, if that's sorry. anything, it's just going to happen. I'm gonna tired of conversation. That's the thing, it's just a re- repeating cycle. Yeah. So, what happens? What happens now is 
America needs to be honest. America needs to, uh, one, the first thing that they have to do, they have to take accountability in terms of, you know, slavery happened. Mm -hmm. They have not admitted it yet. They have made excuses for it. They have put it underground. They have wiggled around it. It's no longer. Mm -hmm. They have said moved on. I need you to accept it and say it. I need mm -hmm. you to to admit it mm. and take ownership and responsibility of what you created. Just like in any relationship, how you start off is how you're going to finish. Like how you start off, mm. if you do not start off on the right foot, it would never be right. Yeah. And just like even Freud, you know, and everything like Sigmund Freud, if you, and he said this, if you skip a stage or if you do not complete a stage, you mm. not go through that stage, you would forever carry that stage with you throughout mm -hmm. your life until you come back and fix it it would forever be a constant around your life like so it's like when you're born when you're an infant and you're supposed to you know go through trust versus mistrust mm -hmm. if you do not develop that going throughout your life you would forever have that turmoil in your life mm -hmm. about with trusting people or mistrust like with that and until you go back and achieve mm -hmm. and accomplish that stage before you can actually move on and progress. Yeah. And that's what America needs to do. One, the first thing that they have to do is they have to take accountability. They have to take ownership mm -hmm. and not, you know, not change their history to make it sound better or yeah, to make yeah. it sound, not do that. That's the first thing they have to do. The second thing that Americans have to do, they have to be honest about where they are. Because... Everybody wants to think about where the potential. You want mm -hmm. to think about where you want to be or where you see America being or the possibility of what it could be. Where are you now? Mm -hmm. Where you are now is people are angry. You have people that are tired. Mm -hmm. African Americans are tired. They're tired of having that responsibility to teach you. Mm -hmm. Having that a responsibility to constantly tell you and explain to you why something is, is affecting them. That mm -hmm. you know you're doing. Having that responsibility to make it okay for you mm -hmm. to, you know, to hear them, hear their plight. They also have to cater to your feelings while they're suffering, mm -hmm. you know, and everything. People are tired. Why people are angry? Because they feel like. They're losing, you know, with change comes uh, yeah. resistance. Mm -hmm. They feel like, oh, this is about, why do we have to cater to them? Why does this? Because you've never done it before. Exactly. So you don't want to relinquish that power. Mm -hmm. So acknowledge that. Be honest exactly. with that. Like where you are now. And then come up with, be honest about where you want to be, your future. What do you want? Mm -hmm. And how are you going to get there? Truth, man. That's how we move. Truth. That is how we move. Yeah. That's how we accomplish this. And that's including the politicians. I don't need the both sides. I mm -hmm. don't need to bring America together. I don't... Because, to be honest, if that does not happen, we cannot move forward. So, yeah, anyone who's saying that, shut the fuck up. Shut up. <laughs> like, and, um, Obama. But everything, every, everyone, everyone who just says that, yeah, um, it needs to happen. It does. So. They're like, that's the solution. We, America, we have to go through... Therapy. We have to go oh, through yeah. marriage counseling. Oh yeah. Because we're all married to each other. 
this country was made on the backs of people that suffered, not just black people, not just, you know, Native Americans, Native Americans that were here. Mm. No one's really talking about them, you know, not just them, not just Spanish Americans, not just Asian Americans. Everybody had a hand in creating the United States of America. We're all married to each other. Mm. We have to go through therapy. Yeah, I mean, this is also also on note, but like, I mean, my godmother is she's white. I love her, you know. Of course, I really do care about her, but you know, she's someone who is very right wing. I don't. She's right wing, and it's just <coughs> when having these conversations when I've had, it's just like it's just she doesn't. She, I feel like she's just. It's hard because I feel like she knows, but she's not willing to, like, go there. Mm-hmm. It's like she'll say, she's like... She's not want to be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, my dad, you know, talks about it. It's just like, yeah, you might want to be, like, everyone together, but it's like, you're not talking about the actual problem. Mm-hmm. It's like this fake kumbaya, it doesn't... We don't get anywhere until you actually talk about the problem. Mm-hmm. And, and I... Yeah, it's just... Yeah. It's, you know, just the refusal to acknowledge truth. Absolutely. It's and, just so... And the refusal to to make yourself uncomfortable because yeah. that's what it is. In order for change to happen, you have to be exactly. uncomfortable. That's you cannot the point of change. you cannot create change when you're comfortable because mm-hmm. it would not happen. And it's so crazy because it's like even this coronavirus thing, everybody's like, Oh, mm-hmm. let's support each other, like, you know, let's be there for us. Like somebody has coronavirus, you're like, Oh my god, like I hope they're okay, like healthcare and everything, right? Until someone is positive with corona in your house mm-hmm. and then it becomes the point of oh no you stay in your room don't come out right mm-hmm. and it's like mm-hmm. oh and then you check on it's like how are you doing oh uh, you know if you need anything let me know stay in your room the moment that person comes out the room and they're sitting in the living room watching tv and then you want to come and watch tv in the living room you're like oh you got to go inside why yeah. Because that person is making you uncomfortable because they're occupying the TV. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they're occupying the TV in terms of, okay, well, you want to come and watch TV now. Now you remember they have coronavirus. Now They're still following the six feet apart because mm-hmm. if they're in the living room, you don't have to be in the living room. Mm-hmm. You cannot be in the living room. And you be in your room. But see, if you're in your room the whole time and everything, no one can stay in the room the whole time for 10 days or 14 days and everything. That shit is boring. That that yeah, yeah. that alone, would, the boredom <laughs> alone will give you aches. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything. But when they come out and then they're sitting in the thing and then you come out to do something, you're like, why are you here? Because <laughs> like, <laughs> then it's like, it's making you uncomfortable mm-hmm. and you're like, well, you're the one that has corona. It's not all of us that have corona. Can't you go somewhere and else you, with your corona? And, and that's what it is. Reminds me too. We talk about that, like the the fakeness. Basically. Yeah, it's just like we had these celebrities in the beginning of it. They had that like little. Remember those celebrities who had that little Imagine song about? Mm-hmm. It was just like if people are calling up because you're sitting here acting like this is okay. This will bring together, but you're sitting there in your you know Mansion. mansions, making money, having the access to care that a lot of people don't. You want to just say, oh, we're gonna get through this. Like we're all together in a big happy family. No, yeah. like you, we. It's just stop, 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 stop lying. Right. Stop, like you said before. It's like 
you always want to talk about the possibility to get there, but you never want to talk about where we are now. Exactly. And in order to get there, we have to talk about what's going on. Mm-hmm. So when I, I, that's why I kind of get annoyed when people talk about, you know, I'm just like with Trump, it's, to me, it's like with Trump, it's just like, they always say, you know, I don't like him. Like, he's just, his behavior is just so rude and it's just like unfathomable. And I just want to like go back to when it just wasn't like this much in your face, basically. But it's just like, Trump is what this country really is. is. And as much as a lot of us don't like him, I mean, if anything, I'm going to say something that's going to be unpopular, but I don't care. Trump had to happen. He had to happen. Barack Obama created Trump. You know, and I feel like along with other presidents, mm-hmm. too, you know, it's like. So I was watching the Reagans. Um, there's, there's a documentary show called Showtime called the Reagans, and kind of talked about like his trajectory into politics and how he he comes into line in the '80s, and how like how he cut it a lot, cut a lot of these programs, mm-hmm. like social welfare programs, like you know, after school food. He's the blueprint. Yeah, he's the blueprint. And, you know, funding wars, like mm-hmm. giving more money to the industrial complex and and, and uh, law enforcement. And just a lot of stuff that happened, that's happened now, happened then. Putting people in positions that they're not qualified for. Mm-hmm. Like, this is something that he did. It's just like, when I was watching, I'm just like, this is the latest stuff that happens now. But then people want to pretend like this is just an anomaly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe, again, they could control Reagan, because he had dementia. They could control him, probably, but they can't control Trump. Which is really the difference, but it's like... They're playing the same well, playbook. Well, it's not about can't. Do they want to control That's Trump? true. Yeah. Because, see, um, Trump was inevitable in terms of, you know, and I say Barack Obama created it because, you know, um, it was always there. It was always underlining. Mm-hmm. When Barack Obama was elected, that's when it spilled. Mm-hmm. That's when, you know, the anger and outrage, because it's like, we gave you what you want. There you go. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of a thing. Like, are you happy now? Like, um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I go back. So, like, a relationship. It's like, okay, well, I called you. I apologize. Okay, that's good. We're good. Yeah. Like, oh, you but did you really? Yeah. Right. It's but did like... you really? It's like, you got you know, The president is black. That's it. And it was so crazy. And I say this all the time. And um, Americans are more misogynistic than they are racist. Which is very... That's a definite unpopular opinion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because it's like all this stuff that's going on, you talk about systemic racism, but they don't talk about the systemic misogyn- misogyny that happens because, see, women still make less money than black men do. I'm just saying. Well, Even white women. And, I... and also, history, history is a cycle. I love history. The black men could vote before white women could crazy right but it's true it's so true right 19th amendment in the 20th century was when white women could vote the suffrage happened right black men could vote in the 1800s okay i'm not done another cycle barack obama was elected before hillary a black man was elected instead of a white woman. You guys chose, the American people chose Donald Trump over a woman. Because see, the fear that they have about women so much is hormones. Mm. 
like hormones. Oh, women are ruled and controlled by their hormones, by their emotions. Uh, has anyone met Angela Merkel? Like, or even Iraq had a woman president. Iraq that people talk about. It, it, it's oh, it's a Muslim country. They don't respect the women or whatever. Iraq did. Afghanistan did. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Right? You guys, Americans could not even fathom a woman, someone that was overqualified. A woman, it goes to show you, a woman that's overqualified, but because you are afraid of her period mm-hmm. that comes once a month, you are afraid of her period, you choose a white man. And this is, it happens in the workforce all the time. Mm-hmm. If me and a person, it happened, we got hired at the same time, a man, I am more qualified, I have more experience, they get paid more because they have testosterone, and I just happen to have estrogen, the wrong equipment. Mm-hmm. You would rather, they would rather have, this is a product of them being misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Because see, when a woman is strong, when a woman is knowledgeable, she's a bitch. She's aggressive. When a woman knows what they know, they look at even how they treat. Uh, 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 uh. What's her name? Two cents a tie. Two cents a two cents lady. The two cents lady. Two cents lady from Boston, Massachusetts. Ayanna Presley. No. Two cents a day. Two cents. It's a two cents out of the dollar. It's like if you make over five hundred thousand. This is a politician. A politician. A woman. She ran during this election. Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren. (laughs) Massachusetts. (laughs) Elizabeth Warren. Look at how they treat her. She's so knowledgeable. Look at how they treated Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin's the ideal of the woman that they want. Respected her. She was Mm -hmm. commanding crowds. People were ordering her glasses. The Palin. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. It goes to show. And it was so crazy. Hillary said this stuff would happen. She called it. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that happened, she called. If you don't pay attention, because it's coming from Hillary. She wears pantsuits. Yeah, she shouldn't be wearing pantsuits. I mean, you do make a good point. I guess, like, when I hear that, it's just kind of like... Because you don't think about it. I don't, because I'm a man. Exactly. I, like, no, <laughs> I'm just like, being real. No, like, no, because you're you a know, black man. So you see the black of being black. Imagine being a black woman. But that's the thing. When I... That... Okay, so... But that makes... It's true. Mm -hmm. But when a white woman... I just find it... I don't... On them, I just... It's a mix for me. Because they do get discriminated against because they're women. But at the same time, they're white. So they do have power. They do have power. I feel like they do have more power than I would. Even though I'm a man. I have male privilege, but... That's why when it comes to that specifically, I don't know that. I, if you mix again like a black woman or a Native American woman, then I can see in terms of the the misogyny and the racism really put in play, because hmm. that, you know, th- that makes sense. I mean, but when it comes to white women, I kind of don't. I. 
they, it's hard to lump them in that way. Because well, yeah, because they even, are tricky. They're the most protected, but then they're also the, because it's like they so, are the most protected. For them, it's like even that women's suffrage movement and movement yeah. and everything. They got so much support by black women and, and everything they didn't is stopped. They of course so not because they got the what thing. they wanted and then they're protected. That's it. And, again, and then they go back in the corner. And, and I, uh, you know, I have read her book. I would like to. It's Shirley Chisholm's autobiography. She did mention, like, how when she ran, how she didn't get support from, like, the black, maybe the black male politicians. I mean, that, you know, that's something. And I know, and I do agree, like, in, you know, a lot of us are, like, can't, you know, are misogynistic, you know. I mean, it's, it's something that I think a lot of us don't want to talk about because, like, <laughs> I just speak for a minute. We do, in general, like, we hear a lot about the race. I'm going to bring it back to the black community in general. <laughs> but, like, we do talk about a lot of the racism, and that is true, definitely. But we don't, but there are also issues within the community that we try to, that are there, but we also kind of make an excuse, like, with colorism. I've noticed this. Like, you talk about it, and people say, okay, but, like, like, but we're all black, though. Like, what you're saying, like... Are we? It's <laughs> no. I mean, that's what no, it is. But it's just like, like you're making like, an excuse, right. and yeah, like yeah, with sexism, like I, we all know, like that plays it's, a role no, in it's classism. Not, it's, 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 yeah, it's like all embedded social economic. You yeah. know, like yes, of course, it's it's um, it happens, and um, it's... you know, and I think you know, so that's why sometimes because we all get so wrapped up in our own fight that yeah. we're not seeing also another bigger fight, like. I black women are so like they are so marginalized. They're so like mistreated and mm-hmm. abused, and it's so crazy because it's like you you hear that phrase "strong black women," like you don't yeah. hear a strong white woman. Like that's yeah, not a yeah. coined phrase. Like you know, because it's like they're protected. Mm-hmm. They are looked upon like oh, let's take care of them. Even the way how black men that are with white women, even the way how they treat them. Mm-hmm. If they would treat black women like that, there would be no reason for black women to be the way that they are, or whatever. Or like mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's there's a difference. Like when a black man is with a black woman, and then when they leave that black woman, they go to a white woman, mm-hmm. and it's like, where was this when mm-hmm. you were with me? Like where was this when you were with the black girl? Like you know, where was this softness? Where was mm-hmm. this you know ability to listen? Where was this? encouragement from you mm-hmm. where was this you know like like where was this support from you and everything and be like oh my wife would like to, like where was this mm-hmm. and, and and things like that and it's like no one really hears black women suffering yeah because they have they everyone steps on a black woman's back to get to wherever it is that they need to be mm-hmm. and no one hears them crying because they're suffering in silence. And it's like when they're like, hear me. And they're like, mm-hmm. so when you finally hear them, it's like someone that's that's yelling and everything. And I had those dreams where it's like in my dream, that's that's one of my biggest fear, actually. That's one of my big my nightmare. Um you know, <clears throat> vulnerability time. <clears throat> let's get it ready. <clears throat> like, let's get it ready, okay? Let's let's do our snaps. <laughs> like, like, let's get that going. I'm ready. I got (laughs) this. All right. Vulnerability time. You know, it's my my dream. I am there and it's like I'm being tortured, right? And I'm yelling, but I have no voice. So no one can hear me. Mm. And I'm yelling so loud. Like I'm yelling like, like, look at me. Help 
me. Like, you know, like, you know, I'm yelling, like, hear me. And everyone is just walking around, like, they're walking around doing their things. And I'm just there. And I'm yelling so much. I'm in so much pain. I'm crying. There's, like, literally tears coming out. And then I wake up screaming at the top of my lungs because that's how loud I'm yelling that no one can hear me. So when I wake up screaming, that's when I'm hurt. And it's like, what's wrong? Like, you know, it's like, you just woke us up. That is the plight of a black woman. And I'm waking up and I'm tears are coming out of my eyes. And I'm still processing the fact of me not being heard. And but then it's the people around me that are hearing me yell. It's mm-hmm. like, why did you have to yell so loud and wake me up? Mm-hmm. That's the plight of a black woman. Because, see, they're suffering so much. They're asking. They're begging. They're they're hear me. See mm-hmm. my pain. No one is hearing it. So when you finally hear it, it comes off as an angry black woman. Mm. Instead of, have you been listening? Have you been paying attention? Mm. So when they finally get heard, you see the anger and then you get angry. And then you minimize it by giving it a title of angry black woman mm-hmm. instead of what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Or I'm here for you. Like, what is it like listening you go with labeling mm-hmm. and which in turns diminish it you know you when you put value on it because you give it a mm-hmm. name and in turn you devalue it by mm-hmm. putting a value on it and then you dismiss it and they go back to suffering it kind of reminds me too of like what's going on how you hear a lot about black women save democracy and it's like i get what they're trying to do they're trying i get where they're trying to to say but I also feel like it's like you're kind of putting it on them and it's like that's what it's always that's been that's not really fair exactly and, um, everybody's tapped on a black woman's you know, back to get to where they are yeah and it's just like yeah I, I, I always kind of find that kind of like okay but like what are you gonna do for them you know nothing They'll no one does face but also what is that face about like exactly. it's it's so it's you know, I get. I don't like to kind of say that. I, I kind of don't, because it shouldn't just be on one group. You know, people. Yeah, you, you should. It's like, again, it kind of yeah it goes into the whole strong black women trope, and they don't feel pain and this and that. Exactly, Fuck. but they hurt. So you know, I mean, they're hurting, and so when you, and anger actually, anger is a secondary emotion. Anger is not a primary emotion. So when you label it as angry black woman. Anger is the secondary emotions in terms of three. Mm-hmm. Um, humiliation, embarrassment, and fear. So you call them angry. What's the primary emotion? Why are they angry? Mm-hmm. Why is it coming out as anger? What is it? Is it fear that they're feeling? Not being protected? Not being taken care of? Not being heard? Is it fear? Mm-hmm. Like... So when you label angry black woman, what's the, what's the primary? You see, you don't take the time to to pay attention, mm-hmm. to listen. You don't even take the time to ask. Mm-hmm. Like, what's making you angry? What is it that's ang- that makes you get to anger? And no one does. And that's why every time someone says, oh, I'm a strong black woman... Or I'm an ang- or an angry black woman. It just makes me cry even more, mm-hmm. because 
it's and and then I hear it too from our community, from our people. Like I hear it. We gotta work better. We gotta work harder. Yeah. And we have to we have to take care of each other. But we have to be honest. Mm-hmm. That's what we have to do. We yeah. have to be honest. Across the board. Absolutely. With ourselves as well. Yeah. Self-reflection is a hard thing to do. Yeah. Like, but it's necessary. And if Absolutely. you want to get anywhere, so. All right. So that's it for today. <clears throat> Y'all have heard my voice. <clears throat> my my, my <laughs> vulnerability time has gone off. <laughs> well, we thank you for your time here. Yes. I hope uh, you come back on the next shelter. On the next state of time. Shelly, shelter, right? Shelter, shelter takes. takes. So, this is coming from two shelter people, okay? We're not out here in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> but we do know the word on the street, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we do pay attention. So, um, please let us know um, what you think or any comments. I know we were kind of jumping around. Yeah. Um, it's good. The more along that we go, it's going to be more structured yeah. um, and everything. But um, thank you for spending this time with us that you cannot get back (laughs) so until next time that you can race an hour or two all right right. um you have a good night everyone all right